0: Hello and welcome to this week's Sports Girls Camogie Podcast. I'm Denise O'Flaherty. Joining me this evening is our Red- resident pundit, Clare Jewelster, Carol O'Leary, and we are delighted to have on another lady from the Banner County, Naomi Carroll. First of all, we would like to thank our sponsors, Inner Health Clinic Newbridge, and you can find them at innerhealth.ie. So, Naomi, you're a jewelster as well as playing soccer and rugby. Um, I get tired of playing Gaelic from others and others so how were you able to do all that or juggle all those codes? Yeah, I suppose
1: when I started out playing when I was younger I, I probably started later than, than most of my friends would have and it was actually my friend Warren McGrath who got me playing in, with the lads in the first place and from that the two of us seemed to just like one sport and we tried to do as many as we could and I suppose I just liked being busy and still do the same as Carl so, to try and keep it going, I suppose. It's when you're
0: used to playing sport. and when it's something that you love, it's something yeah. that you want to keep doing and you want to do it for as long as you can. Listen, we'll start off um, with a, a tough time in your life. You've done your ACL, and for a lot of sports people, you know, that is such a dreaded injury. You battled back though through the operation and rehab, and uh, you documented the blog, which is brilliant. You know, I was just reading through it, and it's, I suppose. Was it something that you wanted to do to kind of help yourself through it or maybe help others through what you're going through?
1: Yeah, well, I started it originally because Mm. when you're training and you're you're training at a national level or an international level, you're used to being accountable for everything Mm. you do. And I realized very early on that with being injured, it's kind of outside, out of mind and it's it's your own responsibility really to keep up with with your conditioning and keep up with everything else. So I thought... If I was to blog my progress and to write down everything that was keeping me going through the, re- the week and different days and that, that it would keep me on track and it would hopefully even add to me and help me then mm. in the in the future and in the long term. And, and it seems to have done that anyway. It's kept me going. It's kept me going, definitely.
0: The injury itself, um, I think a lot of sports people just know. Did you know there and then?
1: No, I actually didn't. And it turned out to be a very frustrating couple of weeks because... Well it happened basically, I was just sidestepping, it was a football match and I felt my knee pop and I felt it go, I felt two pops actually, it went out and it went back in and the physio came onto the pitch and she did the testing and there was no real pain or anything Mm. that was severe so did the testing said that my knee was pretty sturdy and that I could continue to play and I just knew it didn't feel right at all, I felt it go again so I went after the match and I went and I got an x-ray and I knew that there was nothing broken, I, I was 100% sure of that but the, they did the x-ray anyway and the doctor told me that the ACL was definitely intact but that um, there was definitely ligament damage but it was in it was only a week and a bit later that I, I spoke with another physio that he said no, anything inside your knee you'd want to get it looked at. Yeah. From then, then on in then I, I knew exactly what the damage was.
0: The rehab, you know um for anyone that wants to follow your blog can but um, you seemed to kind of be determined straight away just after that operation what you were going to do.
1: Yeah, like I even with the, with the operation itself, I had some setbacks in that I was in infantry ready for my operation the first time it got canceled on the day, so I <sighs> know, oh. I, everything comes, by that stage, it was about number seven of the things that had gone wrong. So I thought, look, from this point in, I, I really need to to keep it positive and, and to see any way that I can benefit from it and that. So, yeah, every week I try to set myself goals and keep positive. And, and, like, Carol, of all people, is one of the most positive people I know. So even having someone like that in the background, who would be, you know, sending you a message every week, a couple of weeks and seeing how you're getting in. Like, that's kind of what drives you on.
0: Carol, yourself as a sports person, Naomi's blog, is it something that, as I said, you know, if someone was going through that or worried about it, to just look at that and see that, you know, it's not all doom and gloom. Yes, it is a, a tough injury. But, you know, you can come out the right side and just have that bit of positivity. Yeah,
2: I think, like, I know I read it, and like Naomi said, I sent her messages, <laughs> even though I'd be weak her a couple of times a week. And um, I think it's brilliant. And I think it just shows that, you know, there is light at the end of the tunnel, because sometimes when people get that kind of uh, diagnosis, you know, they think, oh, Jesus, you know, this is a year gone, or, or more, or, you know, they don't see the, ste- the small steps. And um, I know a, a young girl in my own club did her cruciate um, in a, a school's game, you know, a, a month or so ago. And I said to her, look, go and go and look at Naomi's blog and see, you know, there is progress. And, like, even, you know, Naomi came back and did a bit of training with our Camogie team, um, our Cl- county Camogie team during the week. And, you know, it was huge for all the team. Yeah. Like, it was a boost for us to see the progress and the work that she's been putting in because, you know, Like, I would have had no idea of the work. I knew there's a lot in it, but, you know, it really shows you the depth of work and the amount of work that goes in behind the scenes and all the different types of it in getting yourself back right to get on the pitch. And it just shows, like, you have to be so dedicated. And you can understand how it finishes so many people's careers because you have to really have such mental strength and such a love of the game, you know, to keep going and to... Show that much resilience to keep going week re- in and week re- out when you don't get to go out and play the games and things you know and it is it, it really is such a test of character as well I think.
0: Naomi yeah, you mentioned about the text messages that you got I suppose for you probably family and having your teammates behind you was something that really helped you through?
1: Oh absolutely yeah like definitely my family in particular at the start of the first days because I suppose they'd have known more than anyone else yeah. about what was actually going on and you know it's, a, it's time and, like definitely for me I was very low after it because I suppose you, you're known for playing sports like your week is built around sports you know I, I'm a secondary school teacher and I absolutely love that and I love having a profession but always growing up sports was kind of my thing and when I realised as Carol said like that I was going to be out for the bones of the year it, it really is kind of hard to take especially for the first couple of weeks and it's very hard to see any positives in that I suppose my, par- or my parents and my brother um, Nigel and my sister Melanie in particular kind of rode in behind me and like they tried to make, turn anything into a positive or they tried to get me doing other things at the start which was definitely what I needed to try and take my mind off it. But then even like that, Claire Camogie and Claire Football have been exceptional and I wasn't involved with Claire Camogie last year but the trainer, Jerry, rang me and he actually had the same injury a few years ago and he said, look, like I'd, I'd be delighted for you to be involved with us and on the phone I said to him, you know, I'm exceptionally injured like I'm going to be absolutely useless, I'll be more of a nuisance than anything and you know, I'll be a hindrance around the place and he was only delighted to have me and from those very early days after surgery even just having that routine of having to go to training on a Tuesday and I, the training was pretty local as well which helped but it was just going out. I couldn't do anything but they'd, they'd even try and include me in putting down goals or picking something up or just tiny small bits and doing some stats at matches and things like that and it really did make me feel involved the entire way along.
0: I suppose now for yourself anything that happens to you on a football field if you get sent off or decisions don't go your way they mean nothing to you now after what you've been through
1: oh definitely yeah and look even with going back to training and the, the last well, last week I started I was able to do 30 minutes of non-contact work and for two training sessions and again this week and it's it's even that it's, it's the integration now with the girls and being able to do the same work that they are for a while it, it's like it makes it all worth it but you see at the same time you know, I really notice now, like, if I can play for 30 minutes, I want to play as well as I can for that 30. And I have to be, I suppose, I have to really be clued in and that if the video is telling me this is what I can do for now, yeah. I can't take that for granted and I can't think, right, I'll just go out and do a full training session because I've been so disciplined, I suppose, up to this point that it's something that I want to extend my career, not try and shorten it, so... You, like you said, yeah, you just yeah. you take everything in your stride.
0: You have both camogie and football. Uh, are you hoping to go back to the hockey?
1: Um, I actually don't know what my, what way I'm, I'm looking at the hockey. Mm. I suppose this year I'm definitely sticking with camogie yeah. and football and as I've mentioned, they've both been upset. Sh- exactly, and even with that, at the minute I'm being very realistic and I understand that I'm only doing 30 minutes of non-contact. So it's, it's with the com- camogie I've spent most of my time this year. So until I get back fully, I pretty much with Camogie, but I'm, I'm going to the football training. But I'm not being silly. I'm not trying to do yeah. too much too soon. But they, you know, again, like like you mentioned earlier, being able to see the girls, being able to help out at training and things like that, is it really does make a worthwhile.
0: Carol, you know, Naomi knows exactly what she needs to do, and that's a problem with some sports people that they think as soon as the knee or whatever it is 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 okay that they can go back. You know nearly the same player they were you can't rush back
2: yeah I think um, and especially well like you know obviously Naomi has such experience playing international hockey that you know it is kind of sometimes you have to learn a little bit as you, as you go along with experience but definitely it's something that you see happening and I, I think especially in the ladies game as well because sometimes the resources aren't there or yeah. you know especially in the club game and things, people know our markers for the game and it ends up costing them in the long term you know like when people struggle through games or struggle to finish games and you know I it is like I think everyone is guilty of it at some stage but um, definitely I think in the ladies game it, it's probably more of an issue than the men.
0: The sports that you play is there any particular one that you know you would prefer or would you love playing them all Naomi? Um, no I
1: definitely like them I I like playing all of them at, at certain times. You know, there's always yeah. going to be a time when I'll have a preference. But growing up, it was always Komovie would have been my number one. And obviously in recent years, I've, I've really stuck with the hockey. So so it depends. And then at the same time, I love playing football, you know. It, it does to and fro.
0: You know, an, an international star as well, whatever it is, you know, to put on put on your jersey and, you know, you're representing your club and then put on the jersey when you're representing your county. But you were representing Cratlow, Clare. When you put on the Irish jersey,
1: yeah, yeah, no, I've I've absolutely loved rep- getting the opportunity to represent Ireland, and look, I don't know, will I get another opportunity? But please, God, I will. Um, should I decide to go down that path again? But no, it's incredible. As you mentioned, like representing your county is extremely special as well. And any time you get the opportunity to put on an Irish jersey, it's, it's incredible.
0: Your plans, um, you know, you are back um, slowly but surely. Um, you know, how are you finding it? Um, I, I'm loving the way, you know, you're very positive about it, but you also know what you can and can't do.
1: Yeah, and I do find that frustrating. Like an example tonight would be um, I was again I kinda thought I'd be able to push on from the thirty mm-hmm. minutes last week and maybe do forty or fifty. But as I said the physio told me to stick to thirty for the two weeks. So things like that in my head I can kind of see myself being able to do more and because I'm back on the pitch now I kind of think I'm back I'm I'm ready to play and I think that's what people see even from the outside because they see you can run well you can turn well you're back but as you mentioned earlier like with this injury in particular your knee heals so it's so important that even once that ACL. Ligament is completely healed itself. That like you build up your hamstrings, you build it. It's that rushing back that causes injuries and and those muscles and and that'll set you back again. So
0: everything you're doing is to avoid that. Yeah, because even when you're warming up, you have to stretch all those muscles. Because if you haven't warmed up properly, you could. The big thing is the hammer.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And I suppose my the surgery I had was a hamstring tendon, and the other one is the patella. So the hamstring uh, one obviously weakened the hamstring, the patella one weakened the quad. Yeah. So you've kind of zone in on those those areas, and that's why gy- gym work still, at the minute, like I'm seven months post operation, gym work is still probably the key area for me. So that's why I have to make sure that I can still fit in those sessions, and and that's what a lot of physios have said to me that when people see themselves getting back to playing thing we forget about that side and that's when those injuries come so again it's just been diligent constantly really.
0: Before the injury had you anything you know near as serious as that or had any injuries?
1: Not really no nothing or anything that would only take a couple of weeks mm. to, to heal and I had one thing when I had um, an Achilles just a, a small too long at all so it, it's difficult when you go to having such a long term when you, you don't really know Watch me, it's
0: going to go. That, that's exactly it. As I said, it's the dreaded injury. But listen, I really hope you know, you seem to have your, your feet firmly on the ground, and I hope that things do work out and that we will hear lots more of you during the summer. Um, Carol, we're just going to talk about um, you know, things at the moment in Komogi and um, Naomi, you're going kind to of give your opinion on things, GAL. Um, was a series that was on an RTE and it was presented by Darrow Canadia. and recently they talked about ladies GA and obviously Komogi as well and there was a few positives brought up, also negatives. What did you take from it Carol? Yeah
2: I thought it was, it was a great insight um, I think it showed people kind of from the outside the level of professionalism and you know how the standards have really improved in the game and you know, kind of the work that goes in behind the scene more so than the actual game itself and, um, you know, it looked at kind of the commitment of players and, you know, what the players actually put in in a seven day a week kind of a sacrifice mm. and, you know, they went to some of the top teams around and, and spoke to players. Um, and as well as that, they looked at kind of the backroom staff and, you know, managers and how they probably don't have the same support as, as the men's game, but, yeah. You know they are kind of trying to work at the same standards and trying to provide the same um, kind of systems as well, like with kind of nutrition and um, GPS and and you know they don't have the same financial resources, so they um, it it takes a lot of kind of hard work from the people behind the scenes. And we saw that they looked at um, Galway and, and Mayo and Donegal, and you know it was I thought it was really interesting um, because it really did show. You know, obviously people who are involved in, in ladies' games kind of, you know, would see that as the everyday. And yeah. But the people in the outside who, who nearly exactly. think that the yeah. women's game is of a lower standard and think that it's not the same amount of work put in, um, you know, I think it was a bit of an eye-opener. And um, definitely I thought it was a brilliant it was a brilliant program. I know it was only short, but I think they got a lot of crossing in, in the time. And it showed, you know, I think it's sh- like it showed that The respect that the
0: girls are due, and the you know, it's management as well. Naomi, from being involved with the county setup, and then obviously going into international with the hockey, have you found you know any difference? Because when, as Carol said, you know things have really changed with inter-county, her uh, Camogie and ladies football. So, are you seeing that there's much of a difference, or there is a huge difference between that, and obviously an international setup would be a bit, bit higher, but. What goes into um the, the running of Yeah,
1: well definitely to see the difference um between when I was involved with Claire Camogie team a couple of years ago and now is incredible. It's it's gone exceptionally close to the, the life of the international standard mm. with the way training sessions are being run. As Carol mentioned, the organization that's going in behind the scenes, like to see the, the coaches coming out a half an hour, an hour before training, making sure every single drill is laid out. It shows that the depth that's going into it and the analysis that's going into it, you see it in in international sports as well, like we always, we always have um, video analysis, and we're doing that now in Kamogei. Yeah. How important recovery is, and you know, gym sessions, strength and conditioning. Like it's, it's really starting to, to become on
0: par. Yeah, because when you look at the men's game, you know that was in a while back. Whereas the women now, with the ladies' football and Komogi, they're putting in just the same efforts, you know, as the men are doing, and they're also getting the backrooms teams that they deserve.
1: Yeah, and I suppose what I found really interesting was watching both All-Ireland Finals last year, the the men's football and the women's football. I actually thought, looking at game for game, I thought the women's football had a better. better display yeah. Yeah. of skill and just better levels overall, which is interesting to see. And that's just comparing two matches.
0: Carol, they also mentioned about, you know, the differences and how the sport's, are treated compared to hurling and football and one thing was over the weekend the enterprise took place now I know in the, the hurling and the football you know it's not that great but it'll still get a few pages and a few notes but there was nothing you know here was the best players from the counties playing for their province and nothing about it
2: Yeah I think it's, it's really disappointing um, I think you know, can be their own worst enemy sometimes and, you know, it's such a brilliant game and everyone is putting in all this work with management and players but, you know, we have to show it to people and I suppose there was very little um, kind of PR in actually, you know, advertising mm. it. These are the top players and, um, you know, and especially, so, with the Komote, it changes, the division changes each year. So last year, a senior... Teams, so this year, you know, it was junior teams, and like, you know, this is for a lot of counties. This will be their top team, you know, and these are top players who we don't know, who we don't see really on a regularly on the on the main stage. You know, it's the break from Cork, Kilkenny, Galway, and like, you know, these are this is their opportunity, and you know, those players should be given the limelight. And I suppose every time I go onto my phone at the moment, I see highlights from you know um, minor boys football matches that took place last week or you know men's football matches that took place in Ulster or Connacht or wherever all around the country and you know there's girls who you know are playing from my county in the interprovincials and you know I know nothing about it and I'm, I'm playing in the same county as them and you know it's not like you know this is you know, the, the girls who are playing are, are absolutely brilliant and, you know, they're showing off their skill. And, you know, if if we think about how we want to actually sell the game, it's show the players. And I know it's the same thing as we're harping on each week, yeah. but, you know, like we said, we see more clips of Australian rules yeah. football than we do of camogie. And it's just like, you know, how are we selling it if we're not going to actually show it? To-
0: Naomi, the big thing is selling and I've noticed nowadays it's all about social media, a little bit on Twitter, a little bit on YouTube, a little bit on Facebook. Um, from being mainly involved in ladies football, I would say a lot of their marketing and PR media has been absolutely brilliant because I've seen pictures of under sixteen teams winning this, and you know, especially Leinster would be my province, and um, the Leinster PR does a fantastic job of doing it, and it is all about selling there, and I think you know that's one thing that the Camogie have to do is go out there and push that product.
1: Yeah, I entirely agree with you. And I suppose even looking at the 2020 campaign that has been brought in, you can see that there definitely has been massive steps made in terms of the media promotion of it. And there's some ads that are incredible. And, you know, it really shows, um, like you've been talking about, the the effort put in. And I suppose just to see that females actually put in the exact same work as the the male counterparts do, but all that being said, and you know, obviously it is fantastic to see that there is a promotion in it. The main thing also needs to be that people start actually going physically to the match. Even from my own point of view, I remember I got a couple of questions asked about hockey and every, after the World Cup. And obviously, do you know, there was brilliant support yeah, there with was, the World yeah. Cup, but the IHL and the UIHL League were still going on. And, and were many people actually going out to support that in comparison? Like, no.
0: so Naomi, look at rugby. How many people will go out and watch... Um, Young Munster, Blackrock, you know, teams like that play, Um, but they'll go and support Leinster, Munster, Ulster, and Connaught, and obviously Ireland. But to go to, and it's probably the same that, you know, when you go back down to your camogie and hurling that clubs. Now, I'm lucky that in Longford, I have to say that when our club championship starts, that, you know, we do get good crowds. Um, kind of, we're, we're starved of success and everything else. So our clubs do the business for us. But as you said, it's all about getting them bums on the seats or literally feet on the terraces.
1: It is, exactly, and even one of the the parts of the 2020 was that people would commit and pledge to go to matches in a year and I know girls from the Clare Camogie team would have promised to go to football matches and and go to watch soccer matches and things like that and even thinking myself like how can I help if I can bring myself my friend or two friends to go to matches like that's that's where it starts because as I said it's very easy to retweet something and yes that does create promotion and that's all fantastic. But at the end of the day, if no one's going to the matches, what exposure is going to be there first?
0: But aren't we Irish, you know, and it's sorry to say it, we're, we're kind of... We like to be on the bandwagon. Like you look at the hockey, um, I didn't, like I share things when the hockey won, but I didn't go around saying that I was the best hockey supporter because I wouldn't have known much about hockey and I was quite ignorant about it all. And it would be with cricket as well, you know. Um, I wouldn't, I'd love to see my country do well, but I wouldn't know, and I wouldn't say that I did know something, but there were so many people, oh, you know, kind of jumping on the bandwagon with Ireland. And then, no, no, no real interest in afterwards
1: that's it and like it is incredible to have the, the support and I suppose even being there at the homecoming like it was absolutely class to see that many people out to support hockey and and to see that many places do you know you know some of it is just being hopping on the bandwagon like, and, and it is important to keep that support up and and to continue supporting teams, and be it your local team, be it your county team, it doesn't really matter, it's just the idea to go out and watch a couple of games.
0: That's it. Um, Another thing Carol, um, there was an article last week, uh, Aoife Lane wrote it about changing the name Camogie to Hurling, but I'm also seeing an article by Paddy Murray, the Cork Camogie manager and he was saying that he believes that Camogie should actually adopt the hurling rules. So there goes another thing because uh, Aoife was basically saying Camogie was the female version of hurling whereas Poddy is saying no because and you still do have your rules and he's saying that a lot of referees who have refereed to hurling then when they go down to, it's a bit like the women's the ladies football, when they go down to Camogie the rules are different.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think, um, you know, a lot of people don't even realise some of the differences in, in the rules. And, you know, there are, um, you know, a lot of actually small technical difficulties but, or differences. It's funny, I don't think there's a simple answer to it. I think it has to really be kind of, you know, you have to sit down and look at the standard of the game and the current games and what is, is best for it. I don't think it's a quick fix of saying let's just stick with Ireland. You know, I I personally, like, I I play in the full line, I think the hand-pass goal is great because we want more goals than matches. You know, I think goals are exciting and I think, you know, the more goals the better. Um, You know, I know that some, like, you know, that's obviously not in the hurling, but uh, I think that being able to drop your hurling and hand-pass speeds up the game, gets you out of trouble. I think, you know, they're... They are positive that I think that we have in camogie in comparison to the Hurling rules.
0: It's a bit like the, the ladies' football, you know, a lot of them say like the pick up the sim bin when the ladies like, introduced it, and obviously the clock. Um, and also th- another thing is, and I feel like we harped on a lot of it in the ladies' football, and when you look back at the All-Ireland final last year, just the consistency in refereeing, and when you look at the, the WGPA's survey, and 60% of intercounty county players feel that the consistency of refereeing is poor, and maybe is it the fact that a lot of them are hurling referees that don't know, or a lot of them haven't seen the changes to the game, and to allow that, you know, what if someone puts in a shoulder or something like that, you know, momentum might have brought them through, and um, because a former player might know that, but a lot of them aren't former players. Yeah, definitely,
2: there's there's these consistencies that lack, like you know, and you know, I know people always get excited about referees and things, but. I suppose we need to set out, you know, decide on clear rules and then train people properly on those, and I suppose we have to look at, like, that the referees are fully up to date with with the rules, and, um, like, you know, that's, again, it's respect for ourselves and our game. Yeah. people shouldn't be, you know, have that top position in a game without fully understanding the rules of it. And, um, you know, it's so frustrating to train for months and months, and then, you know, you're standing up not understanding why you've given away a score against your team. Yeah. You know, and especially when a week before the same tackle might have been absolutely brilliant. You know, you might have been going down the field, getting the score the other way. So um, definitely I think that is something that that needs to be worked on. And um, I suppose, look, we talked about the rules of you last year, or last week. Yeah. And, hopefully that will will give clarity and i think the involvement of players is important because they're the ones on the ground
0: i was Um, actually gonna say that yeah
2: yeah you know like i think the players are the ones who are seeing it. they're the ones who are doing it it's totally different watching the game to actually going out and playing it and the involvement of the players you know can't can't stress enough that the players have to be the center you know of the whole thing
0: yeah, Naomi, I was just wanna say that to you, you, know, but having the WGPA and ha- letting the players have their voice, it does help because only they know what's going to be good for the game and what could be bad for the game.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And even just having the the reps from each county team so with the having the likes of Pearl, she can relay all the information back to us so we despite, like, we are not fully in the... Mm. Chelsea ...in that we have the reps from the county squad, so having the likes of Carol who can relay the information back to us that comes from the WGPA, and even ourselves having the opportunity to attend some meetings to see what's being discussed at the time or any new information that, that we need to, to be informed about, which is really brilliant because it keeps us kind of in the centre of it.
0: She seems to know our stuff, so is she a decent rep?
1: She's
0: brilliant, yeah. And in fairness, if I have any questions, I'd be, I'd be going straight to her and she'd always come back to me straight away with an answer, so... You know, that, that's, that's the one thing I found from Carol, though. She... You know, you're honest, Carol, and that's what you have to be. I know sometimes people might not want to hear what you have to say, but my mum always says about constructive criticism or just... Because at the end of this, something that you say, and it mightn't be good, but at the end... As I said, at the end of the day, it could change...
1: Yes, as I was saying, because I'm so lucky to, to know Carol and to that we have a, a rep who relays all the information. I, I saw the opportunity that you could meet with a life skills coach and with being involved with, uh, with the county squad and that's really, really had a positive impact on my life definitely in the last year and it helped me to, to, I suppose, take different opportunities and, and to look not only at sport but to see myself progress in different in other aspects of life as well. And as mentioned, that's coming from the reps of the WGPA and from the centre, from that being relayed back to the team.
0: How does it compare to what you have in hockey? You know, is it, is it great having that set up or do you have something like that in the hockey?
1: Um, there would be. So in the hockey, we would have had um, a, a kind of similar but, uh, but different. So mm. we would have been able to go and speak with um, or sports psychologist, and we'd be able to obviously discuss performance and discuss key performance indicators and and aspects like that. But with being injured, it's it's a different situation, and you you kind of want to speak to someone to see the positives. It's with well, outside sport as well as the positives inside, because obviously your main goal is to get back. But as mentioned, you're not getting back in the space of a couple of weeks, so you have to try and, and set yourself different goals that that make the I suppose the end line closer to you.
0: Carol, um, when I was a youngster I wanted to be manager of Liverpool, then I grew up and I thought maybe I could be manager of Longford um, but according to Filling McMahon, he reckons that the GAA just ain't ready men's for uh, female coaches
2: Yeah, I think that just shows how <laughs> lack of progress really, like, you know, yep. gender would have anything to do with it um, Like, I think Fiona McHale um, you know, is breaking down a few barriers yep. she's you know, a phenomenal woman. She was involved in um, setting up the, the WGPA, which, you know, has obviously done so much for female um, athletes in Komodi and ladies' football. She's been a leader for years um, with her club, with UL, with Mayo. And, you know, we see now she's, she's trained the men's senior football team in, in Mayo. And, um, you know, she's doing that on her, based on her experience and her skill set, it's nothing got to do with her gender, yeah. or who she is, or what she wears, so, you know, and I know that on the club scene there has been other other um, ladies' managers yeah. as well, and, you know, I just think oh, that has nothing to do with it, and, it, you know, like, I think we're nearly, have to come to a new generation of thinking of, you know, the best person has to get the job, and that person. You know has to have experience and everything and like we saw the likes of valerie mulcahy on the underdogs and you know what she had to add and you know how many people are going to be able to compare to to how many times she's played in co park and performed on the big day and all of her all ireland and everything like that you know so um yeah that would that that would really annoy me to be honest on um that that gender would even be mentioned um and i know you can see like that it's not that they're not there at the moment you know the the female the female um, managers and things but you know I suppose we have to say why I think it's great that um, you know the chairperson of Cork GAs is a woman you know she's she's brilliant you know I see her on Twitter all the time and um, you know like I I just think that the best person has to get the job and um, you know I think we need to kind of come out
0: of the stone ages and, and realise that. Yeah, Naomi when I started off first um, I was, t- what would a girl know about football and, and things like that and I remember that I, I, one of the girls in BT Sports got abused and um, someone said to her, your gender isn't your qualification and that is so true.
1: Absolutely yeah and you, you can see it everywhere now like it's, I suppose as Carl mentioned you want the best person to, to get the job mm. and Mentioning Valerie McCaughey and the experience she has and the likes of Breed Corkery and these names. and
0: Yeah, because as you said, Carol, about uh, Fiona McHale and I've gone to club games and a lot of them you see more women at the games than men and if someone said to me about not knowing something about football sorry I probably know more than than a, than a lot of men just just because I'm a woman why should I be overlooked but Philly's kind of on about you know the physicality and how the game has changed and all that so can women's minds not change the way the game has changed yeah I think that that's, uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't know I just I think that it's
2: so um, you know not really I think that you know obviously people who are watching the game people, you know there are men and women are absolutely every bit equal in their ability to understand the game and watch the game and I think it's those closed minded people are the reason why we, you know, the GAA isn't as progressive as it could be and I think that, you know, you have to value you know, there's value in every person and even if you think they know nothing about football yeah. it might be something different to you and it's when you start realising that that even, the, you know someone who you think knows nothing about it they can add value I think when you actually have that kind of open mindset, you realise, yes, and you take in more and, you know, you have a growth mindset. Whereas, like, this sort of, you know, women can't be involved in the game is just absolute rubbish.
0: Yeah, because um, we mentioned Fiona McHale, but you also have Mags Darcy and Davy Fitz, you know, a takes the clear man. But Davy Fitz, Naomi, has him as part of his backroom team
1: the way it should be like you know females should be going in as part of background team and then from that if that's the way we need to start it off yes. then start there but like as we've been talking about it's everything is about starting it and, and going in the right direction and even looking at the panels now on RTE you see that there's a female on every panel there's a female yeah. Um, at, on on most, if not every sideline as well, and it's brilliant to see the perspectives of females and males. It's, it's the same thing, and that's as Carol said. It's the same mindset. It's it's how you see the game, giving your own opinion, and like, we play the same sport the males do. You know, so it's relaying the information back and how you. See
0: yeah, um, I have to say now. Obviously, with my work, I would get to a good few games, but um, the last couple of years was. Langford hurling managers and Longford Gaelic managers that kind of asked me, you know, kind of you know, telling me how, how county players are doing and they ask their opinion and you know and I appreciate it and I don't go around saying you know, oh, God, it's nice that they want a woman's opinion. I see it as they want an opinion and it just it just happens that I'm I'm a woman. You know, I remember years ago, um, my mum used to say to me, change my name to Dennis. You know, for writing a match report and see if anyone would make a comment. So maybe you should go to Carol K R L and uh, what's the male version of the, or male version of Naomi so or is there I one? I <laughs> <laughs> I'd see, I I had, I would have had a great time for Philly with Mahan and listened to him and for mental health and everything, but that just really irritated me because I don't like the gender quotas and I I don't like you know the the pushing things you know we have a great product that's why I want ladies football and camogie pushed out there because we actually have a great, a great product and it's not a case of it should be pushed out because the women and we should be treated equally. Well, we should be treated equally. But you know, we, we do have a great product, Carol.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um you know like I mean and that's why sometimes you know, I don't think we need to compare ourselves to men the whole time either because you know, we've got we've got everything that we need It's just getting ourselves organised and selling it properly. That's and it. We've got free flown games, we've got absolute, you know, and um, we've got girls who are putting in so much effort and they get so much little return in comparison to the male counterparts. So it's a totally different um, setup and it's a totally different commitment um, when you compare it to the boys. And I know on International Women's Day last year they compared another one of our teammates, Chloe Mori, to her first couple And, um, you know, they're the same age and they played underage hurling together with Miss Mile yeah. Bridge up along and then they both veered off. Shayna went playing senior hurling for Clare and Chloe went playing senior camogie with Clare and just to show and even it was great to see, like, you know, obviously Shayna had so much respect because he knows exactly how much respect, you know, Chloe's putting in the same time yeah. as him and getting a lot less rewards in terms of actually you know, there's no expenses, there's
0: no free cars, there's no sponsorship. And the thing about it is, Naomi, if we start comparing it instead of saying, we have a great sport, come out and watch it. Because if we go, well, it's like this compared to men's or it's like this compared to hurling, they're going to say, well, you know, women, shut up about that. Or, you know, you're, that's why we don't go. Because people will look for a reason not to go. So we might as well just say, give the positives about the two games.
1: That's it, exactly, and as Carol said, there is times when there's there's no point at all yeah. in comparing them, and even looking at the numbers that went to the...
0: They're just too bad. Ladies football and Komogi is way better. Well, there, they have it. Again. Exactly,
1: like, the, the numbers who were at the ladies football final last year was a record attendance, so it is showing that sport is going in the right direction, and, and Komogi is improving, Do you know, it's, it's a, a faster game now than it was 10 years ago, and... It's the, it's the likes of that that we need to keep focusing on and as you said looking at the positives of it and just getting more people to go watch the games really.